We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our study that we're doing on this big, really, Council for National Policy and the Knights of Malta and a lot of different modern-day televangelist types of people and just an expose on the big picture, on tying this all together. So this is part three, and um, we're going to be looking, this next picture is Chuck Missler and Tim LaHaye together, and they're good buddies, and you can see this picture here. The photograph was taken at the Strategic Perspectives Conference, two mentioned above, and this is right when Chuck Missler gave Tim LaHaye one of those medallions, he gave him like this medal or whatever, and uh, invited Tim LaHaye to be Chuck, on Chuck Missler's Board of Regents for the Koinea Institute. It's right at the, if you want to know where it's at on the DVD, it's at the 1 hour, 15 minute, 37 second mark. Tim LaHaye's friend, Sung Young Moon, declared himself to be Messiah, among other things. Uh, here's a short video clip of where Tim LaHaye's attorney was asked if Tim LaHaye accepted money from Sung Young Moon, this clip is from the video Tower of Infamy by Tex Mars. This is not necessarily an endorsement, though. So there's a video clip here that, you know, he basically admit, admits that he's taken money from Sung Young Moon, but then again, so is a ton of other people. Uh, here is a clip from the WashingtonPost.com, which says, Reverend Moon honored at the Hill reception. And we're going to look, look a little bit more at this stuff that we talked about with Moon. Uh, more than a dozen lawmakers attended a congressional reception this year honoring Reverend Sung Young Moon, in which Moon declared himself to be Messiah and said that his teachings have helped Hitler and Stalin to be reborn as new persons. End of quote. This is how arrogant this devil from the pit of hell and how deluded he is. He said... That Jesus Christ failed, but he didn't fail. He's proclaimed himself to be Messiah and Savior of the planet. And he also said that, that his teachings have helped Hitler and Stalin, even though they're dead, become reborn from the grave as new persons. I mean, you talk about a ego. I mean, this guy is so self-deluded. I don't think I've ever seen anybody go where, where this guy's went. Uh, here is uh, Sung Young Moon delivered a speech March 23, 2004. Here is the outrageous part of Moon's larger speech where he claims to be Messiah. Quote, The five great saints and many other leaders in the spirit world, including communist leaders such as Marx and Lenin, who committed all manner of barbarity and murders on earth, and dictators such as Hitler and Stalin, have found strength in my teachings. This is what Moon's saying and mended their ways, and have been reborn as new persons. <laughs> and this is the people, everybody, this is the people all these devil, ecumenical, supposed Christians are taking money from, and bowing down, and licking, and kissing his boots, and saying he's Messiah and Savior of the world. I mean, no, there's no red flags here. I mean, come on, why, why don't I, I'm just, I really need to lighten up, I think, you know. I'm just blowing everything out of proportion. I really do think I am. Anyway, emperors, kings, and presidents who enjoyed opulence. Now, this is moon, the, the moon quote. This is straight from his devil mouth, his forked tongue. Uh, emperors, kings, and presidents who enjoyed opulence and power on earth, and even journalists who had worldwide fame, have now placed themselves at the forefront of the column 
of the true love revolution. Mm. Together they have sent to earth a resolution expressing their determination in the light of my teaching of the true family ideal. They have declared to all heaven and earth that Reverend Sun Young Moon is none other than humanity's Savior, Messiah, Returning Lord, and True Parent. All in capital letters at the start. Wow. What do you say to that statement? I mean, the fact that God hasn't striked this blasphemous devil dead is pretty... I mean, I think that's the most unbelievable part about that. I mean, talk about no fear of God. He, and I love it, he's talking about himself in third person. That, that's always even better. <laughs> they have declared to all heaven and earth that Reverend Sung Young Moon is none other than humanity's savior, Messiah, returning Lord, and true parent. You devil. You know, if God consumed this devil in a pillar of fire, like from heaven, that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God, do you think that would be a good thing or a bad thing? Because all this devil's doing is taking people to hell now. Psalm 64 is going to start playing out at some point, I really believe. God's going to be fed up with this garbage. And I understand he's sending the strong delusion. But these people aren't going to be able to just get away with this garbage forever. I just, in my, I don't know. I just don't believe it's going to happen. I think at some point, God is going to start lowering the boom on this level of blasphemy. The, uh, and then it get, and then he goes on to end this by saying, this resolution has been announced on every corner of the globe. You lying devil. I mean, the blasphemy, it, it, I don't even think blasphemy is a strong enough word. And this is the same devil, all these, and we're going to go over a lot of the people that were at this congressional, where he was crowned Lord and Savior. We're going to mark them. This is the Congressional Proclamation making Moon the, quote, King of Peace and was pronounced on April 16, 2004. This is the official House of Representatives Washington, D.C. letterhead I'm looking at here. An official thing. Good old Charles Rangel, one of my favorite politicians of all time. Uh, he's got his hoof print right on here. He's, he's, he's approving of this. And it's this proclamation. It says, whereas, whereas, whereas. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. But um, it's this big proclamation. And um, it's uh, it shows a picture. I'll show you a picture here of Sung Young Moon being crowned. Him and his wife both as Savior of Humanity, True Parent, Coming Lord, whatever you want to call it. He's being crowned right in front of everyone. Here, there's a video link here, if you don't believe this, an excellent video link that shows the actual footage of him being crowned as Messiah in Washington, D.C. And uh, this is a question now to Chuck Missler. And it says, well, first we're reading here from, this is from Google Books, and it's, it's from Chuck Missler, and it's uh, Learn the Bible in 24 Hours, Okay. And it says, this book, this is, this is from Chuck Missler, this is, I guess, in the forward of the book. It says, this book is dedicated to Pastor Charles Schmidt, Pastor Theodore B. Hacks, William E. Biggs, who instilled my early passion for the Holy Scripture. This is 
This is Chuck Missler talking. And to Pastor Chuck Smith, Walter Martin, Hal Lindsey, who as my personal mentors patiently endured my growing pains. That's straight from Chuck Missler right at the forward of one of his books. So why Chuck Missler is Tim LaHaye taking money from Sung Young Moon and saying the things that he does say. In other words, and why are you yoking up with him at the same time? Um, why, Chuck Missler, are you attached to Tim LaHaye? Do you follow what you teach? Why are your actions not lining up with what you supposedly teach? Where are the fruit? Where is the fruit of the truth bearing in your life? Another personal mentor of Chuck Smith's is Hal Lindsey. Okay, so going further, it says, I discovered Hal Lindsey sent his daughters to the Jesuit Gonzaga University as they are both listed in the 2002 Gonzaga University Alumni Directory on pages 94, um, 345, and 458, both graduating in 1985. I heard this, but I decided... Now, this is the man, William Saunders, who wrote the body of this article. He says, I heard this, but decided to check it out for myself. So I actually bought the directory on Amazon.com, and he gives you a receipt of the actual uh, receipt of him buying this Gonzaga University Alumni Directory 2002. And he bought it on Amazon and was able to validate this with the directory and a simple background check. So how Lindsay here who's one of Chuck Missler's personal mentors, sent his daughters to Gonzaga University, which is a Jesuit Catholic. Why would you do that? <laughs> I mean, I don't understand that. If you're not working for Rome. Why? I mean, that's the last thing on the planet I would do with my daughter. Now, plus, here's a video clip of how Lindsay stating that he used a Roman Catholic prophecy for his book. He also agrees with Paul Crouch that the Pope is a, quote, good man and a man of faith. Now, I'm going to play this clip. Here's a, And there's a picture of Hal Lindsey and Paul Crouch. Obviously, Chuck Missler's mentor, Hal Lindsey, is blatantly pro-Roman Catholic, especially since he sends his daughters to Je the Jesuit college, Gonzaga. Uh, now, I, I wrote on here, this is a must-watch, this video clip, and it's the same thing Tom Horn is doing. Okay, and I'm going to explain that in a second. So I'm going to go ahead and roll this clip here. Okay, so we're going to roll this clip here now. It's entitled, How Lindsay Paul Crouch, The Prophecy of Fatima. And um, starting this, this video clip of How Lindsay and Paul Crouch discussing How Lindsay using a Roman Catholic prophecy. Also, Paul Crouch and How Lindsay agreed that the Pope is a good man and a man of faith. The Pope in because he is the friend of both of them. Okay, now that's how Lindsay talking. This is Trinity Broadcasting. They got the little logo they've already got, always got in the uh, the right hand corner of the screen with their number, so you can always call and donate. And um, how Lindsay talking? He's talking back and forth with Paul Crouch now, so I'm sure you recognize their voices. And you can you can click on the link and watch this right off the the you know the website. Mm -hmm. And he kind of, but, you know, after the Antichrist is raising the dead, these two have the best uh, credentials of anybody in the world. And the reason he wanted them there was to testify that they literally saw him raising the dead. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, so that, that becomes, you know, the, the false prophet becomes the great proclaimer of the miraculous uh, qualities of the Antichrist. Isn't, isn't 
this scenario of bringing the Pope into it, isn't that going to cause our Catholic friends a little heartburn? Uh, well, I, I don't think so. So he's, he, Hal Lindsey's bringing the Pope into this and this whole uh, Antichrist false prophet scenario. And, and Paul Crouch says, well, isn't this going to cause our Catholic friends to have a little bit of heartburn? On this, because he's trying to smooth things over already, because they're very, very pro-Catholic on TBN. Well, here's here's how Lindsay's response. So, because uh, I brought in the prophecies of Fatima, oh. which predicts that the the second pope after this pope will be uh, somehow involved with the Antichrist. Now, this is exactly what Tom Horn. Raiders News Network is doing, and a lot of people are doing. They're going in and they're saying, listen, the Catholics are basically good people. It's a good, it's a good denomination. It's just that it's been corrupted, and it's predicted to be corrupted through ancient Catholic prophecies, like Malachi Martin and all these other Jesuits that they quote from. Now here, he's not using them, he's using the devil prophecies of Fatima. You know, the the whole, the, the second secret of Fatima the third or whatever. You know, they ought to put that in like a Cracker Jack box. And, and like you could have like the third, second and third or maybe like a Lucky Charms box or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, so he's using that to base his writings on. And basically doing this in such a way where it's actually confirming previous supposed Catholic prophecies. The exact same garbage that Tom Horn's been doing. And in that way, you let your defenses down and you think, well, these, these great men of God are, are actually saying, you know, the Catholic Church is really good, it's just going to be infiltrated in the last days. That's the whole trap. You know what? That's right. I read that. You read it, didn't you? The children in Portugal that saw exactly the children of Fatima. Yeah. They made this prophecy which has been kept in the Vatican, and every pope has known about them. And I don't think any pope was ever as troubled by them as the present pope. I mean, yeah. he, he is troubled. He said, I know that, he said, I greatly fear that a future pope will either be the Antichrist or he will be wrapped up with it. So I'm not saying something as a Protestant trying to hit at the Catholic Church. This is something the Catholic Church itself has already said, has seen. Yeah, the, yeah. the present pope has seen. Because the present pope, John Paul the second, he's a good man. He, he's a man of faith. I, yeah. We covered him at Denver. So he says, Paul Crouch, the present Pope, he's a good man. He's a man of faith. And how Lindsay said in the background, yeah, he agreed. I mean, if this isn't rank evil blasphemy, I don't know what is. But it's again, it's the exact same tact that you're seeing a lot of ministries take now where, you know, they're glorifying you know, and, and, and the Pope, oh, the Pope's so agreed, oh, John Paul was really upset about this stuff. And, and you know, the Catholic Church, you know, they, they just exclude all the other garbage they've done for hundreds and hundreds of years. And, the, and the, you know, the millions of, of martyrs they've created and, and during the Inquisitions and all the blood that's spilled and all the horrific things they've done and the whole legion of pedophile priests that have existed. And that's all looked over and glossed over. The Pope's a good man, though. Instead of exposing that devil from the pit of hell, no, 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 they don't do that. They basically say he's a good man. Now, if you're a Christian, or if you're a Catholic watching that, there's nothing in that that's going to offend you. You see how they're all going to start yoking up one to one with another? Because there's nothing in that that's going to offend a Protestant or a Catholic. You know, they're basically just confirming what 
other Catholics have been saying, which is the same garbage that I've been reporting on so much in recent weeks. It would be very difficult to say that he's not. Now, I know a lot of Protestants out there will get their dander up and so forth, but look, uh, folks, a person is a a person is not a Christian because of a system he has to be a part of. A person is a believer in Jesus. If if he comes to a personal faith in Jesus Christ, he is born again, and he is truly a Christian. Uh, how? Well, how? You're a blasphemous devil from the pit of hell, is what I say to you. You and Paul Crouch both. You're wolves in sheep's clothing. You present a false gospel, another gospel. The only thing that statement would ever do is confuse a true born-again Bible-believing Christian following after you. He's saying the Pope's saved. Not, and, and we shouldn't judge him because of the system he's in. We should judge him because of his faith in Jesus Christ. He has no faith in Jesus Christ. On the mitre of, of, the, of the Dagon hat that he wears, it says vicar of Christ. That word vicar means substitute. He thinks and believes and is told that he is the substitute for Jesus Christ on planet earth. So why would he need Jesus Christ to save his soul? He is Jesus Christ on planet earth, so he deludedly believes. He is a blasphemous devil. He is a false Christ. He is an anti-Christ. He's not the anti-Christ, but he is an anti-Christ. A gospel of the Catholic Church based totally and purely and utterly on works. Not on faith in Jesus Christ. How Lindsay has just shown himself to be just nothing more than a devil. Even though they may be wrapped up in some things that don't fit up. You know there's probably things in the Catholic Church that Pope John Paul doesn't even agree probably with. Probably so. You know, I'm sure of it. Certainly Mal- uh, Malachi Martin has yeah. uh, brought this out and by this blood, you know. It's a, listen, quite a book. I heard John Paul stand in Denver, Colorado, what, two years or three years ago when yeah. he came to that great youth conference? Yes. No, they're just extolling the... Now, on TBN, I've seen this many, many a time now. They've got Catholic priests right on... Like, you know how they always have their cadre of religious leaders? Well, there's Catholic church. Sometimes they got nuns right on stage with them. They're not trying to hide it. You don't want to have anything to do with this garbage. You do not want to be fed by these types of ministries. What you're getting fed is leavened demonic garbage. It's bad doctrine. Okay? Jesus Christ said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, which were the false religious leaders of the day in in the Jewish race. And then he says, which is their doctrine? They were giving you bad doctrine, soul-damning doctrine. Okay? This is what you're going to get on TBN. A nice, big, heaping, helping ladleful of bad doctrine. God is not the author of confusion. This is confusion. Well, I thought that you have to have a, a faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and, 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 and it's not of works lest any man should boast and you're saved by grace through faith and Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then you have somebody like Hal Lindsey come on there saying the Pope's a good man and that said he has a faith in Jesus Christ. But everything about the Catholic Church totally contradicts that. It's totally based on works. So it's just total, total, unbiblical, demon-filled confusion. 
I don't, I, I mean, anymore, it's like all these, these ministries, these mainstream ministries are so infiltrated. And it's just, when you really start looking at it in totality, I mean, it's, it's so flagrant. It's, it's not even, there's no justification for, for, for following these ministries at all. You're only going to be corrupted if you do it. Another personal mentor of Chuck Missler, as we read above, is Chuck Smith, who also uh, just started, uh, who also stated that Roman Catholics are also Christians. We're going to listen to that as well. I think I played this clip before, but we're going to listen to it again because it's pertinent for this study. So why Chuck Missler? And again, this original article written by William Saunders was more geared for Chuck Missler. But there's so many aspects that this is covering I'm not really making it just about Chuck Missler. I'm, I'm kind of looking at, this is a really excellent way to look at the big picture. So you can look and hopefully see the enormity of this satanic deception. You, I mean, to really understand the enormity, I mean, this is a good study for that. Because you can kind of look back and say, whoa. I mean, it's, Satan's got his tentacles everywhere. So, um... Why Chuck Missler are your mentors so biblically out of whack in their actions if these men are such great men of God? Why do you, Tim LaHaye, Jerry Falwell, Sung Young Moon, Hal Lindsey, Chuck Smith, and the rest of you reflect being false teachers from the very evil fruit of your lives? Here is an audio video of Chuck Smith stating that Roman Catholics are Christians. Now, this is right from one of his radio shows here, and we're going to play this now. Okay, so I'm just going to read you this intro here. It says, on October 11, 2011... A caller named Ben from Orange, I guess Orange County, called into Pastor's Perspective, Chuck Missler's show, whatever, and asked about how he can maintain his relationship with those he knows at Calvary, Calvary Chapel, and Harvest Fellowship, as he is a Catholic and will remain that way. Um, and um, on November 23, 2011, another caller then asked, if, if a Christian and a Catholic should marry, Chuck Smith says one can resolve the differences. Oh, really? Okay. And Catholics are basically Christians too. Now, you're going to hear it right out of his mouth. I'm not making this stuff up. You'll hear his voice. He has a very distinctive voice. And I'm going to roll that right now. There's a, they, they, they show a uh, bumper sticker, and um, it says believe, and it's got all of these occultic uh, symbols of different religions, believe in love and peace, and, and it's very interesting looking. It's got Islam, and the hexagram, and the Egyptian stuff, and a lot of different other things in there. It's part of the intro to the actual video itself, so uh, and they have pictures of... Catholics with rosaries. Oh, and then the coexist one. I don't know if you've seen that. You'll see that a lot on bumper stickers. A lot of lesbians and gays have that one. It'll say coexist. And it has like the Islam and the peace symbol and the symbol for male and female and the hexagram and the Taoist symbol, the yin yang, and then the Christian cross and it's coexisting. When you see that bumper sticker on someone's car. From what I've seen, they're usually either lesbian, gay, or new age, or, or I mean, I'm sure it's going to gain more precedence 
as well. So, they're showing all these pictures in this particular video leading up to the actual interview here. Okay, hopefully this will start rolling here any second here. Okay, I'm sorry. It was my fault. I didn't have my speaker turned on. So it was rolling, but I was just looking at the pictures. The, the pictures in the background, if you want to watch the video, are very telling as well. It's very, very confirmatory of the actual audio that we're going to be hearing right now. So again, this is a, this is a call-in show, and we're going to be... Uh, starting out here with this caller, Ben. For that, all right, back we go to the phones to Orange, California, with Ben on the line. Ben, welcome to Pastor's Perspective. Hi. Hi, how are you? Fine, thank you. Uh, I am a loyal listener. I uh, love going to uh, your beach conferences, and yeah. uh, I fellowship with quite a few people at Calvary Chapels. I went to Greg Lurie's Harvest. And I have a question because uh, sometimes I have a hard time understanding um, how I... Um, communicate with people um, of the Protestant faith because I'm Catholic. And mm-hmm. sometimes we um, have communication issues and they want to get into apologetics. And, uh, um, you know, I love the worship and the fellowship with those with different people, but um, I'm going to hang on to my faith as well. And so he's going to hang on to his Catholic faith, and he's trying to figure out a way how he can still fellowship with these people without having to get into the sticky subject of apologetics and, you know, the obvious flagrant heresies of the Catholic Church. So, you know, you would think that if they were really, truly Bible-believing Christians, these these supposed men of God, where they would straighten them out and try to get them on the right road. No, no, no. They just encourage it, his, uh, his uh, walk down Catholic lane uh, into the lake of fire. They're just going to encourage that because they are hirelings. They have no love for the truth. They're wolves in sheep's clothing. They're... Uh, you know, they're just evil, evil people. And they don't care about if these people go to heaven or hell. It's just, as long as they're politically correct and as long as they're making money, as long as they're deceiving, that's what really matters. I'm just curious uh, what you think about Okay, good question there, Ben. In fact, we're glad you're going to these events. We're glad you listen to this program. Okay, Chuck, what about that? Ben, I have a cousin who was a mother superior in the Catholic Church, and uh, she was just a wonderful Christian. Loved her, and we had great conversations together. And I didn't try to convert her from Catholicism, nor did she try to convert me uh, into becoming a Catholic. It's just we both recognized that, uh, you know, we have we had the same Lord and the same uh, faith, you know. And so uh, we just, uh, you know, on those things that we agreed upon, we just agreed upon. And we didn't really bring up the things where there were disagreements. Well, isn't that special? Chuck Smith, thank you so much for that heartwarming, hallmark moment that we just heard. Soul-damning moment, but hallmark nonetheless. Do you believe this devil? And this this is a man that so many people extol today, and, and, and he's telling him he never tried to convert his mother's superior cousin. They both serve the same Lord. You're right, Chuck. You both do. You serve Satan. And that's really obvious now. I mean... You have made that abundantly clear. We know she serves Satan. She's in the Catholic Church. She's a nun. But because he serves the same God, Satan, there's no need to try to convert. You know? Why? I mean, you know, it's just, you know, semantics at that point. 
So let's go to the next interview. All righty. We're going to go to Ontario, California, talk to Beverly. Beverly, you're on Passive Perspective. Welcome. You have about a minute left, so if you can state your question. Yes, I have a question. Is it right for a Catholic woman to marry a Christian man even though she's pregnant with his child? All right, Pastor Chuck. Well, I don't uh, see... Okay, is it all right for a Catholic woman to marry a Christian man even though she's pregnant with his child? Now, you hear, I have never heard fumbling like Chuck Smith starts fumbling now. But he, here's, here's we're going to hear Chuck Smith's wonderful uh, answer here, biblically based. I mean, he really backs this up biblically. Uh, it's nothing more than his demon-filled opinion, essentially. That, uh, well, there's going to be difficulty uh, you know, is it, you know, uh, but if you can resolve the differences, I don't think that they're that great, and I think that you probably, uh, if you're pregnant with his child, you should marry him, and, uh, and of course. Even though the Bible says, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Well, I think that if it says, be ye not unequally yoked together, the bare minimum of that would be like going to a Catholic church or, or being yoked up with them in fellowship or I mean in like worship type of thing. Okay. Well, the maximum of that would be marrying somebody. I mean, talk about the maximum application of that verse in, in 2 Corinthians 6.14. We're not supposed to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers and especially not be, to be yoked with them in marriage. But good old Chuck is this wonderful poignant advice that, you know, is totally unbiblical, has no biblical, it's just, again, he's an agent of Rome, so he's going to try to break down the barriers, break down these walls, and, you know, hope that nobody catches him doing it, I guess. Of course, I think that, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's all right, it can, uh, uh, you can resolve the differences, and I think that uh, it's, it's, I don't, I know of many uh, of that, you know, you know, Catholics are basically Christians too. And uh, so you heard it right from the horse's mouth. Catholics are basically Christians too. I mean, and again, he really backed that up biblically. I mean, you know, he gave you all the, I mean, I can totally back it up biblically. They're not Christians. They believe in another gospel. And though we or any other man or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel, the Bible says, let him be accursed. That's the Bible verses he should be quoting. The only time that this would be applicable is if the person actually renounced this Catholic death cult and then actually really got saved. Yes. Then, then it would be, then I believe that would be a biblical marriage, obviously. Okay? I mean, obviously, I mean, I think they would need to get you know, there might be even other issues beyond that as well. But that would be the bare minimum prerequisite. No, 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 no. They, they can resolve it. It's not that big of a deal. Their Catholics are basically Christians too. So uh, I think that, uh, you know, what the differences are are much less than uh, what a lot of people face and are overcoming in their marriages. I think the more important questions are, is he a good man, and do they love each other? Mm-hmm. Tonight, so passing your... Wow, does that guy sound effeminate um, at the end there. Or, is he a good man, and do they love each other? Again, all I care about is what does the Bible say, okay? Your, your opinion is irrelevant to me. I mean, and, and again, all of this garbage, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. 
And again, this is almost like, oh, this is what seems right for us to say in this particular situation. Even though we can't back it up at all scripturally, we need to all come together. We can all just tear down the differences. They're, 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 it's no big deal. Um, let's just set aside things. Just go ahead and marry him, even though you're unequally yoked, even though the Bible forbids stuff like that. Who cares? Because we abandoned the Bible a long time ago, so, you know, anything goes, pretty much. So, yeah, I mean, again... Uh, just more confirmation what type of devil that we're actually dealing with here. Okay, so now let's go further. And uh, here is uh, Tim LaHaye's friend, uh, Jerry Falwell. And here's a wonderful picture of um, uh, Sung Young Moon. And it's entitled The Latin American Minister's Conference Providence. And it's a picture from this. And it says, this is from one of Sung Young Moon's uh, publications, okay? And under the picture, it, it has Jerry Falwell and Sung Young Moon. He's trying to get his arms around Jerry Falwell, but Jerry Falwell's so kind of obese and rotund that he can't even do it. And he's, he's trying to get his arms around him, and it says, the caption says, Father, meaning he calls himself Father, capital F, Sung Young Moon, embraces Dr. Jerry Falwell at a private meeting in Uruguay, December of 1995. And they're both laughing and just, you know, hamming it up for the camera. And the source of this is the Unification Church magazine, the Moonies, August 1996, page 25. So again, we got Falwell, who took $3.5 million from Sung Young Moon. We're going to look at that here a little bit more in the, uh, coming up. And uh, to keep Liberty University running. And, um, of course, you know, they're going to be good buddy buddies. You know, as long as, you know, one hand's washing the other, which is how this all works, pretty much. Jerry Falwell was also a member of the CNP, the Council for National Policy, before he died. And here's an article that states his attendance at one of the meetings. And it entitled, The Most uh, Club of the Most Powerful Gathers in the Strictest of Privacy. It reminds me of the Bohemian Grove dudes. You know, they go there and gather and do all kind of occult ceremonies. Who knows what they do behind closed doors? And this is this goes on by saying, um, this is from the New York Times.com. Three times a year for 23 years, a little-known club of a few hundred of the most powerful conservatives in the, in the country have met behind closed doors at undisclosed locations for a confidential conference at the Council for National Policy to strategize how to turn the country to the right. Which is such a bunch of garbage. And then um, it goes on to say, the secrecy that surrounds the meeting and the attendees like Reverend Jerry Falwell... Phyllis Schlafly, and the head of the National Rifle Association, among others, makes it a subject of suspicion, at least in the minds of a few liberals that are aware of it. Well, you know, please don't speak on my behalf, because it should, it should arouse more suspicion from true Bible-believing Christians that would see that. You know? So, going further, and there's a link to the actual article. What's more important about pointing out Jerry Falwell is that he went to a devil who would later claim to be the Messiah, Sung Young Moon, for $3.5 million and got it. In fact, the way the money was funneled to Falwell was indirectly attempting, he was indirectly attempting to cover it up. The $3.5 million went from Moon to one of Moon's front groups, which is the Women's Federation of World Peace, to then the non-profit Christian Heritage Foundation uh, that bought 
Falwell's Liberty University debt. That's how they laundered the money. Then, when Falwell was on national TV, Falwell thanked Christian Heritage Foundation and made no mention of Moon. Well, he didn't want to be associated with, you know, the head of the Moonies, but he still got the money anyway, so that's all that really mattered, right? So the path of the deception of Tim LaHaye's friend and fellow CNP member Jerry Falwell was Sung Young Moon gave the money to Moon's Women's Federation of World Peace, which then gave the money to the Christian Heritage Foundation, which then put the money in Falwell's pocket. You know, there's, you know, it's all biblical. I mean, the way they're working things. Come on. I mean, we need to all lighten up. So here is an LA Times article that did research on what actually happened. Okay, and I'm going to read this. It's, it's from LA Times, uh, November 1997, November 16th. Over the past quarter century, the 77-year-old moon has given the U.S. conservative movement sums estimated in the hundreds of millions to billions of dollars. Billions? Yeah. This devil, who proclaims himself to be Father God, whatever, Prince Messiah, coming Lord, whatever parent thing, has given hundreds of millions to billions of dollars to U.S. conservative movement sums, uh, to U.S. conservative um, groups. Most notably... Moon's deep pockets have financed the Washington Times, which he essentially owns, a leading conservative voice, and one of the Capitol's two daily newspapers. But he also has heavily invested in building the rights, meaning the political rights, infrastructure from direct mail outlets to video production houses, from think tanks to academic centers. This is one big satanic monetary effort, essentially. Much of Moon's influence buying is done in secret and often occurs when conservatives are vulnerable to being bought. So he knows when they're at their most vulnerable, he goes in like a mafioso um, loan shark, and then he's like, oh, you want the money now when you're the most vulnerable? Well, sure, I'll do whatever it takes. Well, you know, that's what he does. A recent example is the Christian right leader, Jerry Falwell, who feared his fundamentalist Liberty University in Virginia was slipping into bankruptcy. Desperate for an infusion of cash, Falwell and two associates made an unannounced trip to South Korea in January of 1994, where they solicited help from the Unification Church's representatives. According to documents on file in a court case in Bedford County, Virginia, months later, Moon's organization funneled $3.5 million to Liberty University through a clandestine channel. The money was delivered through one of Moon's front groups, the Women's Federation for World Peace, it then passed through the Christian Heritage Foundation, a Virginia nonprofit corporation that was buying up and forgiving Liberty University's debt. On January 28, 1995, during his nationally televised Old Time Gospel Hour, Falwell credited the directors of the foundation, Daniel A. Reber and Jimmy Thomas, with saving Liberty University. Falwell made no mention of his more prominent financial angel, Moon, who is objectionable objectionable to many fundamentalist Christians because of his unusual biblical interpretations and his recruitment of young people away from their families. I discovered the $3.5 million contribution while examining, examining the Internal Revenue Service's records of Moon's connected organizations. On the 1995 tax report for the Women's Federation, Women's Federa- Federation there was a line item listing $3.5 million 
going to the Christian Heritage Foundation, Susan Pfefferman, the federal vice president, admitted the money was targeted for Falwell's Liberty University. So there you go. You know, taking money directly from Satan. Of course, he's working for Satan anyway, so, you know, it's just one, just a transfer, I guess. Uh, This is a little, um, looks like a newspaper advertisement, and it's entitled, well, the caption was Jerry Falwell and Tim LaHaye were very tight, and it shows a conference. It's the American Coalition of Traditional Values, and it's a conference on how to win an election for pastors, political candidates, and campaign staff workers. How to win an election? What? It's a conference. American Coalition of Traditional Values. And here, I'm just going to I'm going to list some of the people that they show headshots of, and they list their pictures. Um, Dr. D. James Kennedy, Dr. Jerry Falwell, Dr. Tim LaHaye, uh, Dr. Pat Robertson, Senator Jesse Helms, Congressman Jack Kemp. It's a little bit blurry because it's black and white, and um, Senator William Armstrong, Congressman uh, Newt Gingrich, a uh, younger version. Dr. Richard Hogue, uh, Congressional Vin Weber. Anyway, yeah, so there they all are yoked up from way back when and that. Now here's another one, which lists the Board of Regents, the honorary gold medallion holders. This is, I guess, Missler gives out these gold medallions uh, to certain people. And here is... Missler, Chuck Missler's Board of Regents, and we have all these different people. Skip Heitzig, who we mentioned earlier, the um, one of the devils that is promoting the emerging church movement. Uh, senior pastor Calvary of Albuquerque, and then another guy named Steve Berger, uh, senior pastor of Grace Chapel, Tennessee, and then Dr. Ergen Kaner, which we're going to be looking at next. Now, he was also at the time with Liberty University, with Falwell. He's not there now, but we're going to discuss that. Uh, now these again, these are Missler's Board of Regents for I believe Koinia Institute, his his organization, and then a guy named Rod Hembry of the Stream TV, uh, Dr. Bob Cornuki, Dr. David Hawking of Hope for Today Ministry, Dr. Jerome Corsi, uh, author and speaker. He's on I think Alex Jones a lot. Uh, Brian Hughes, senior pastor of Calvary Chapel, Auckland. Phil Edwards. Pat Jefferson, Joshua Foundation, M.K. Binneman Elion, National Union Party for the Kesnet of Israel, Alan Keyes, former U.N. ambassador. These are the guys that Missler has on his board of regents. I mean, there's no red flags here. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, John Fabrin, Rima Broadcasting Group, Bill Koenig, Washington Press Correspondent. I mean, these guys aren't even Christians. They're a bunch of devils. I mean, they've sold out to Satan, I'm sure, all of them, probably, for the most part. And he's got no problem yoking himself up, and they're on his board of regents. No problem at all. Um, Joseph Farah, founder of WorldNetDaily.com. Tim LaHaye, founder of the Tim LaHaye Ministries. We've mentioned him. Avi Lipkin, Judo Christian Party. Um, So, these are some of the people there. Now, Chuck Missler's fellow CNP member Jerry Falwell hires then Chuck Missler's friend Ergen Kaner. Chuck Missler has listed on his Koinia Institute study guide as Ergen Kaner as being on the Board of Regents as an honorary gold medallion holder. 
So um, that's who Jerry Falwell hired to come to Liberty University. Now we're going to discuss that next. Here's a Christianity. What I'm trying to do is show you all of the interlinking of all of these wolves in sheep's clothing that we're talking about and how they're all so integrally linked with one another. This spider web. It's unbelievable. Here's a Christianity Today article that states Jerry Falwell Sr. hiring Ergen Kainer. In 2003, Jerry Falwell Sr. hired Ergen to teach theology and church history at the Southern Baptist Affiliated Seminary School of Religion. When Kainer became the first former Muslim to head an evangelical seminary in 2005, he gained further appeal on the apologetics lecture circuit. There's a link to the article. Ergen Kainer, though, has been busted for lying, big time. But it's never actually called lying by Liberty University. Now, before you look at this next section, before we get into that, um, there is a reason that he's doing this, and Jesus warned us about guys like this. Let's just read some Bible verses relating to this. Matthew 24, 4-5. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Remember, all the scriptures in the New Testament about wolves, deceitful workers, men creeping in, false teachers secretly, and Satan's ministers of righteousness. Um, they appear as ministers of righteousness, at least. First, or Second Peter 2, 1. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily, meaning like secretly, shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Jude 1, 4. For there were certain men crept in unawares, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our Lord God into lasciviousness, and denying the only Lord God, our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy 3.13, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. 2 Corinthians 11.13-15, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no marvel, and no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. So, that's very applicable regarding all of these men that we've been talking about. Ergen Kainer, uh, this is entitled, Ergen Kainer, Ex-Muslim Evangelical Leader Exposed as a Fake. Now, this is from May 19, 2010. Ergen Kainer is one of the most prominent figures in the evangelical movement. Uh, he is also one of the most deceptive. And a self-professed Muslim convert to Christianity, Kainer plays an important and arguably dangerous role in the community. After the 9-11 attacks, when many Americans were searching for answers, Kainer stepped up with enthusiasm to present himself as an expert on Islam. He used his own personal history, but much of it has been since demonstrated as bogus to educate people. President today, now this is written in 2010, he's not president today, but today is president of Liberty Baptist Theological Seminary and a professor of apologetics. Kainer exhibits tremendous influence in sharing the next generation and shaping the next generation of evangelical leaders. In the five years that he's been at Liberty, the school's enrollment has nearly tripled. <laughs> wow. One of the problems is Kainer does not know the difference between Islam's article of faith and the first chapter of the Quran. 
He's claimed that the lunar month of Ramadan lasts for 40 days, which is not, obviously. In his book, he writes that he performed all the rackets, or daily prayers, but the actual word he should have used is salah. In other words, he's getting all these Islamic terms and all of these fundamentals of the Islamic faith totally wrong. The guy's a liar. He's an imposter. Okay, um, it's not a difference most people would even know, though, but he says that he's an expert on Islam. He's claimed to have debated Muslim scholars who've never even heard of him. Uh, court records from the parents' divorce, from his parents' divorce, indicate that he was in Ohio when he was a young child, long before his alleged move from Turkey. In his books, his middle name is Mehmet, uh, or Muhammad in Turkish, yet it's listed as Michael on his concealed weapons permit in Virginia. Before 9-11, he went by E. Michael Kaner. In recent months, a group of Muslim and Christian bloggers have made an airtight case against many of Kaner's fabrications using this kind of documentation, videos, podcasts, and recorded sermons uh, that the digital age makes possible. And there's a link here. In other words, the guy's been totally exposed as a fraud. You know, On, on May 10, 2010, Liberty University announced that it would finally launch a formal inquiry into the allegations of discrepancies in the claim background of Ergen Kaner. The move came in response to media allegations pointing out several factual discrepancies about Kainer's supposed upbringing as a devout Sunni Muslim in Turkey and his claims of debating several Muslim apologists. The divorce records of Kainer's parents show that his family moved to Ohio when he was three or four, which contradicts Kainer's claim of living there as a teenager in Turkey. The guy's a total liar, okay? Um, But the only reason this happened is because there was so much pressure being put upon Liberty University. That's what you have to understand. But on June 25, 2010, Liberty University removed Kaner from his position as dean of the seminary after finding discrepancies related to the matters such as dates, names, and places of residence. That's, that's all they said, though. So they finally did because of all this pressure. Well, he wasn't without a job for very long because then the next article I found about him is entitled Ergen Kaner called as provost and vice president of the academic affairs at Arlington Baptist College. So you definitely want a total liar and wolf in sheep's clothing as your provost and vice president of academic affairs at your your Christian college, right? I mean, what's not the like? So this is the press release from that, and this is from May 17, 2011. It says, upon the recommendation of President D.L. Moody, the the board of directors voted unanimously to call Dr. Edwin Kaner as provost and vice president of academic affairs. Along with his administrative duties, Kaner will also teach theology, church history, and apologetics. So we will examine... Um, okay, so that's just to prove to you that you know he just went from one place to another. So as we examine all this evidence, we need, it is apparent we need to look inside the church first and not outside the church for evidence of infiltration and evil. Okay, Satan wants the church to look outside the church to the exclusion of never looking inside the church. Okay, The legal documentation that supports the deception of Ed Ergen Kainer is also listed here. It's, it's also another website that's, that's listed there. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and stop here, and we're going to go to part four, And uh, we'll go from there.